Champions, Champions League Match Day 6 Picks Edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle-upon-Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is Sunday the 10th of December and we are here to run the rule over a Premier League weekend of action that finished a few hours ago. And then we've got Champions League match day six that came around quickly. Uh, the witching hour of Champions League uh, action happening this week. Joining us from Nottinghamshire is Mr Barry Penaluna. Baza, how are you? Even not bad. Still trying to shake off this cold, but definitely feeling oh my God. a hell of a lot better than I did when I was recording this on Wednesday night. It was last time, wasn't it? Uh, I was rough on Wednesday. I went downhill rapidly Thursday, Friday. And just starting to pick up again today. So, on the mend, Malcolm, on the mend. You're a right fanny, Baz. Oh, I know. I used to, I've said this to Helen. Ordinarily, Helen gets really bad colds, suffers like hell, and I've got to run around after her. And I'm quite resilient when it comes to viruses. Like, I tend to get a little bit of a sniffle for a couple (laughs) of days. I fight them off, never moan, just get on with it. Um, And the last couple of illnesses I've had have absolutely wiped me out. Um, But does she run around after me? Does she fuck? Why no? He's resilient. We're going to make a song about that, but it only cost 40 million. Uh, Ollie Beckett is first in the chat, and with good reason. Uh, Sheffield United won a football match. Uh, And Ollie, were you there, Ollie? Let us know. He's absolutely buzzing. Um, We tipped up Sheffield United to win that football match at a nice price as well. Uh, We'll get to our little picks in a while because we did all right. We had a good weekend. Um, In fact, that's where. That's where we'll start, Baz. It's weekend finished a couple of hours ago with a, um, a terrible defeat for Newcastle for the second time in three days. We'll touch on that in a little while. But yeah, I had a good, I had a great weekend, Barry. I only went two for six yesterday, um, but there were both fancy price dogs. It was Sheffield United and Aston Villa that did, so that got me up to over eight units. I did feel like I left one, one one of the week. So fifteen to one double, fifteen to one double those two, Malcolm. Um, yeah, I know you. You didn't put them up as a double, obviously, but they were all underdogs. Both our underdog yeah. picks came this week. Uh, so I put up Villa. You put up Chef United. So hopefully someone might have went for the dog double. And uh, yeah, 15 to 1 that was. Yeah, the dogs were barking. Um, yeah, I feel like I left the 1-1 one, one of the week on the table. It was the Wolves-Forest game. And that was the one where I had kind of two reads before the game because we handicapped them on the Wednesday. Um, and then I was messaging Riley our DM, uh, Riley, one of our listeners. And he said, do you really fancy Wolves? And I said, the prices and moves. I said, Riley, I don't like it. It's the 1-1 one, one of the week, 100%. And then Sons Lord obviously came in at 1-1. One, one. Somehow Man United couldn't score a goal, uh, even though it was hilarious they got humped. Um, I'm not expe- I'm expecting our viewing live viewing figures to be bound- down tonight, Barry, because uh, the Man United fans tend to stay away for some reason uh, on a Sunday night. Um, so, yeah, Man United couldn't score. And then today I went three out of four. Um, including Everton as home dogs for the second time in a week. Fulham team total, they scored five twice in a week. Jimenez, my anytime goal scorer. So, yeah, finished the weekend on 15 and a half units from our 10 with my underdog, with my anytime goal scorer in Jimenez, Baz. So, yeah, happy, happy. Yeah, it was a brilliant week for you, Malcolm. A uh, bit of a mixed bag for me. I was uh, sort of hit the post on pretty much everything yesterday, although I did have Villa as my underdog. Um, I did have the unders in the Sheffield United game came in. Um, but I had the unders in the Liverpool game. That was a late goal, done me in. I was a goal away on the Brighton game for over three and a half. I was a you know, sorry, Brighton game was over two and a half and both to score. Got the both to score, fell a goal short. 
and the Man United game. Thought I'd hit the over three and a half, uh, and that goes. Oh, yes. Ridiculous. If you said that over three and a half with a four nil Bournemouth win, that would exactly. be one of the all time So, um, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag for me. All right, yesterday, but yeah, you absolutely smashed it today. Like, well, over the two days entirely. Um, the only thing I th- and we did see on Wednesday, we hadn't seen the Thursday night results, so I picked in Newcastle both games, <laughs> and there's a reason. That's part of the reason I say I never like picking them. I picked them to beat Everton. I picked them to beat um, Tottenham. But having seen the Everton game, I definitely would have flipped my pick because Newcastle yeah, I, I said the And really, uh, I was working on Thursday night and I was talking to the lads I was working with. And the the clues were there because you said our away for was being crap. We'd lost at Bournemouth in a very similar comparison game. And Everton are really good at home. Um, and in hindsight, like you say, the, the, the clues were absolutely there. Um, but I definitely would have. So I do feel like I left a few uh, units out there. But yeah, same same thing with that Newcastle game. As I say, I took the draw. Um, but as you say, we we reviewed that before Newcastle had played, before Spurs had played in midweek. Um, I've done a lot of stuff on TikTok this weekend. And um in each of those, when I got to meet Spurs game, I was saying to people, I put out the draw, but I don't fancy it one bit. I'd much rather be on the goals. Um so I think had it had I been looking at that game on Friday, I'd have gone for goals over three and a half or something like that. Um so yeah, a little bit unfortunate that. But we did say when we got to that Newcastle game, we were we were going in a bit blind, really, weren't we? Um, having not seen how uh, both of those teams had done on the Thursday night. Well, the IT department and you, she said to me today, uh, "Do you want dinner a bit later today? Because you'll be watching the Newcastle match. So shall I do dinner for about half past six? And I just said no. I said we'll be three 0 down by six o'clock." Uh, and I'll have the red zone on. So, by all means, just do dinner at normal time. And that's exactly what happened. We were 3-0 down at 6 o'clock. I, put, I did put the match on the laptop just to keep an eye on it. Uh, but I put the red zone on the telly. Uh, yeah, so we, we, might as well talk about, we might as well talk the Newcastle game first, really. Um, since we're at I don't think anything to talk about, Baz. We did nothing. Tottenham, Tottenham played well. Newcastle had shattered. Um, and we've been waiting for it to come and it came. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we've learned anything today at all. Yeah, I mean, for me, same with the Everton game, really. I came away with it, not really bothered. Um, no, absolutely so not. Anyone who is wound up about it, one shot with shit. Uh, you just can't fault the effort these players have put in over the last few weeks. Like, And it's there's people on Twitter who will go mad saying that professional footballers, they should be able to recover. I don't think people understand. Like, it, It's not... It, it can't be as easy as some people seem to think it is to just keep trotting out every three days the same 11 players again and again and again. Um, so, yeah, when we went 2-0 down, I almost turned it over. I thought there was no way back in it. Um, but as the goals went in, it, it didn't bother me. What did bother me, a couple of things to take out of it, Martin, was I thought he should have made changes earlier. 2-0 down, game was over. Just just bring five fresh players on and give some of those players who played every single minute a rest. Why Trippier was still on till the 85th minute? Um allowing him to get his book in so he misses the next game. I thought that was daft. Because Trippier's looked knackered. Uh, he looked knackered today. I thought Lascelles looked wrecked. Um, there was a few of them. But I thought he should have made more changes sooner, which was a bit disappointing. Uh, and the other takeaway from the game, Malcolm, is how the fuck does Romero not get a red card? I mean, the the, the red card offence is one thing. He could have had two or three bookings before that for bad challenges. He's an absolute lunatic, that bloke. They're 3-0 up at that point. And he just goes over the ball and, and, you know, studs up, over the top, stamps on the ankle. And then his other leg comes through. We make sure he scissors him as well and takes him on the second leg. I don't know how he stayed on the pitch. Um, And on a similar vein, um, same yesterday, Onyeka got away with one. Onyeka? He he committed two red card offences within five seconds. And got one yellow card for it. And then Nakamba, I thought was a red for Luton. Um I didn't see it. He he two foot off the floor, feet just just like up and down, sort of stamped. Um but the in every one of those situations, Var looked at it and said, No, there's nothing to see here. And I thought all three of them are reds and and most of their social media and Everything else thought they were all reds, but Romero, I just don't know what goes through his head. That situation in that game. Me and Bob started laughing at him because the ball got played down the channel at one point to Gordon. 
And about 10 yards before it arrived at Gordon, Romero just wanted to foul him. And he, and he tried, kicked him, pushed him, kicked him, pushed him, grabbed him, kicked him, pushed him, and then eventually knocked him over. And he just, that's all he wanted to do. He had no, he didn't want to do anything else, which yeah. is kind of admirable in a way. Like that's his sole intention was to go and foul somebody, which he, which he did. Uh, but me and, yeah, me and Bob had a little chuckle at that. Yeah, I didn't get too much into that. And, um, did a lot of the other VR stuff. I got a little bit wound up by Liverpool, not as wound up as Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson uh, telling the commentator he was taking the piss made me laugh. There's something funny about a 78-year-old. I it was right, though, Malcolm. Really that, that was that never a red card. It was never a red card, that second yellow. It was It was a foul. It was totally innocuous. Um, and, and I think Hodgson was right. There was so many yellow cards in that game and barely a bad challenge amongst them, really. I think the referee lost the plot a little bit. Um Towards the end, so I can understand why he was pissed off because that, that wasn't the second yellow card. Like um, I mentioned to you, I texted you at the time saying Gakpo had came off the bench and within five minutes had made two identical fouls and didn't get booked for either. Because um, I've seen a lot of Liverpool players, Liverpool fans, sorry, as the will we talk about everyone's partisan. Uh, they're adamant it was a red card. They said he he he, um, he broke up a, a counter attack or he, something like that. And I thought. Doesn't doesn't every tackle for the ball break up a counter? If you, if, you, if someone's just one possession and you tackle them, then you, you're breaking up a, a counter attack and everything. But he was sixty yards from goal. Um, no, wasn't a thingy. But you know, I don't think uh, I don't think Hodgson was too far off. But it is what it is. I think we, I talked about this again on TikTok as well. Like talk about the Premier League being the best league. In the world, or the best league in Europe, we've got the worst referees. Like it's every week, they're just, just garbage. Like absolute garbage. Can we talk about referees again, though, Malcolm? Can we jump to Arsenal? Yeah, Can I just say know. Arsenal weren't robbed yesterday? Um, no, they weren't robbed. No. Your verdict? Um, no, they definitely weren't. there's a mentality now within that club, um, and it's it's. It's come around from Arteta's attitude. They all now think yeah. if everything's a conspiracy. Everyone's against them. Uh, the league don't want them to win. The refs are against them. And everything that goes wrong is a, like, I, I just don't get it. Um, we saw it after the Newcastle game and again yesterday. Arsenal, the handball rule is shit. That, that goal yeah. should be a goal. Uh, I'll give Arsenal fans that. That goal should be a goal. But by the rules, it's not a goal. And it's, you can't just say, well, Cash handles it, because the stupid rule is a defender can accidentally handle it. That's fine. But an attacker can't accidentally handle it. If he handles it, it's a handball. So the the rules are shit. I get that. But they got that handball decision right. Um, by the letter of the law, it was right. Um, but again, Arteta will come out and just make out like it's a, they've been absolutely done in. Arsenal Arsenal should have had something out of that game, but they should have had something out of the game on their own merits by by finishing some of their chances. They played well after going behind. Um, but I, I can't have it that every time they're going to drop points, they're going to be claiming they've been robbed again. Like, maybe it's what Arteta wants, that sort of siege mentality, yeah. us against the world type of thing. Maybe it's, maybe it's deliberate. Um, and maybe it's it's a, bit of a, a bit of an Aldi Mourinho, isn't he? Um, what no one's pointed out with Arteta was he was suspended sitting up there. If he hadn't acted like a bell end and got three yellow cards, he <laughs> might have been able to coach them to a win on the side of the pitch. In in his defence, the yellow card last week for celebrating the last minute winner against Luton. Is that what it was for? Was ridiculous. I because I, I, we have to be objective here. I know uh, some of our listeners think it's turning very anti-Arsenal. Joe, Joe Dollar um, pulled you up for. <laughs> But yeah, trash talking on Twitter. Um, as I say, it's not so. Uh, it, as I say, being objective, I think um, Arteta was very harsh with his um, yellow card against Luton. If you can't run down the touchline when you've just scored a ninety-seventh minute winner, um, I th- yeah, that's ridiculous. Well, uh, that I'm should have been his first yellow of the season. Then, so what's what happened with suspension for for being a tit after the Newcastle game? That's dragged on now for nearly four weeks. Um, yeah, and, and we still haven't heard what's happening there. So he might be missing again over the Christmas because he'd probably get another ban for that lot. Anyway, talking of tits, Barry, I've got some tit list action here. Uh, I'm going to tell you first about underdog fantasy, a great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. 
NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and college football. Simply pick high roller on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Watch along, make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Yeah, so tip this, Barry. I've got a couple of honourable mentions first before my actual suggestion. Um, first one being Joey Barton. <laughs> now, we tried... Not to, the, the only reason Joey Barton isn't going to be an official suggestion for me is because we tried to keep the tip list quite light-hearted. You know, it's for quite uh, spurious tittery. It's not for being an actual total knobhead like Joey Barton is. If I give you one guess, Barry, that about three or four years ago, somebody I had an argument with somebody and he found Joey Barton refreshing. Who do you think that person was? <laughs> Phil Terza. <laughs> there you go. I don't mind Joey Barton. I've, I, I, I don't mind. I haven't minded Joey Barton over the years. I actually um, listened to Joey Barton for four hours earlier this week, uh, before all of this stuff um, kicked off. He, was, he had a podcast on uh, the James English podcast, and some yeah. of it was really good. There was some really good stuff on it, interesting stuff about his um, his troubles, his time in prison, time growing up. Um, some absolute bollocks on there. You can tell when he's talking about some of the stories um, where he put a cigar out on someone and where he smashed his man Darbo's face in. Um, you can tell he's twisted those stories to make it look like he was the victim and all of this lot. Um, he had a tendency to go off on a uh, on a tangent. But I, I listened to it, and then literally within two days, all this kicked off. And Malcolm, I've got him down here as a titless suggestion. I had it down oh, as my very, my very first note um, on me things today it was first order of business let's get joey bought on the tits because he has been just don't think it's a bit and too serious in it i don't think like that deserves any airtime anywhere let alone with a few hundred people who are going to listen to this like the tit list's not very strong at the moment though um i feel well like i've got an, i've got another i've got a suggestion that you might want to put on so well, my well, see what your suggestions are then we need to recap yeah. what's on the tit list and then we'll, we'll work out where we're at from there. But we've yeah, got some very dodgy, dodgy sessions. Anyone who's watching live, if you want to uh, cast a vote. My second one, Barry, is our first uh, female tit uh, suggestion. And it was Lauren James. Do you remember Lauren James uh, stamping on a Nigeria player in the World Cup, getting yeah. sent off, and then crying about it and saying sorry, and, and doing the exact same thing today against Arsenal because they were getting beat. Um, I watched a little bit of the WSL today. Arsenal were hammering them. The free kick had been given, and as the Arsenal player went to pick the ball up, she just, just stamps on her, just wear her hand and her foot, like proper sort of foot. It was just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous behaviour. Um, and really, it's on the back of crying, saying, sorry, last time, you can't have it both ways. Like um, It was a bad day for the James family, having uh, Rhys James taken off injured for the millionth time against Everton earlier in the day. So her, but my final one, Barry, and this is a kind of an algorithm thing as well, because I think this person must be doing, I don't know if they've got a book out or something, or they're doing, they seem to be on the podcast circuit the last couple of weeks. And because I've watched one clip, and this person keeps going very Alan Partridge in these clips, I keep saying loads and loads, and it's Michael Owen, Barry. Now, I know you will intuitively agree that Michael Owen should be going on the tit list. Have you seen the one today about the apple, Barry? No, so it must be an algorithm thing, because I haven't seen anything of Michael Owen um, at all in recent days, so nothing's uh, caught my eye. I've just watched that Lawrence James clip, though. That is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. So Michael Owen's on one, another one of these. It's, it sounds like another one of these high-performance-type podcasts where they're all talking like the cure in cancer or SES people. Fucking hell, man. Honestly, he's a footballer. It's not that deep. Um, and he's been... On quite a few different podcasts, but what he said, what are, and it, this is, it's the earnest way he tells his story. And he says, I used to, I'd sit on a night time with my mom and dad, and I ate an apple, um, and I would throw the apple core at the bin. Now my mom didn't want me to, but and here's the thing, I was brave enough to miss and get in trouble with his mom. And he's telling this story like honestly, like he's face down, twenty five Viet Cong in in the you know, the jungles of Phnom Penem City or something. He's throwing an apple court at the fucking bin and he's telling you this story. I was brave enough to miss 
eye contact with the, I was brave enough to miss Barry. Um, and his, and he said he's then if he hit his dad would give him a little new and look said yeah you're a born winner you're going to play for England soon because you got the apple corn the bit. Um, <laughs> so there's that titless thing. But the other thing I want to take out of that is what's the cutoff for eating an apple? You don't eat an apple on a night time, do you? Or any fruit really? I would say I've got a three pm apple cut off, Barry. Like after three pm, you're into the biscuit tin, you're into the crisps, you're into the good stuff. Like you, apple maybe's in the morning, lunchtime at a push, afternoon snack possibly. No one's eating an apple watching the telly at like night time. No, yeah, that's a valid point. Like um, my yeah. my daughters would, Chloe's all over the pineapple at the minute. She'll eat that at any hour of day. Uh, but okay. an apple. I don't really eat apples as an as an apple on its own. No. Um, I did add some apple to a coleslaw. I made a homemade slaw the other day. Bit of uh, chopped apple in that was nice. Give it a nice little, you know, bit of cider vinegar, bit of chopped apple to accentuate that. It was uh, it was nice. But yeah, I agree. Bit of a strange one that. So what about Michael Owen? Uh, so the tip list suggestions then, Barry. I'll be um, honest about him. Um, it doesn't take much for me to agree. Michael Owen's a tit. Um, so who, who, who have we got on there at the moment? Where, where are we the at? This is Mike Dean, Mark Goldbridge, Jordan Henderson, Bukayo Saka, Rio Ferdinand, Mikel Arteta. Saka was unlucky. All Saka did was just a stupid celebration. Uh, he took the piss out with James Madison, didn't he? Having so given he, away two goals, that's what he, he went Goldbridge, on. Saka, Henderson, who else? Ferdinand, Rio Ferdinand, Arteta. Arteta is on there, yeah. That's fine. He's staying. Uh, Saka can come off. Saka's um, off. Saka's off for Michael Owen. Michael Owen. I'll, uh, I'll email Bukayo now. Let him know the good news. I'm sure he's delighted with that. Michael Owen is on, officially on the tit list. And I'll we'll leave, we'll leave Joey Barton for now. You don't agree. Um, Joey Barton is I don't want to look at the tit list and see his stupid name staring back at me. I think he's an absolute helmet. He's gonna, he's gonna, uh, he's not gonna go away over the next few weeks. So we might change our mind in a few weeks. Yeah, so. fair enough. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'd like is Amrabat, who plays for Manchester United, Barry. I think you could beat him over twenty-five yards in a race. <laughs> <laughs> I would have you. I'd go ten to eleven each of two. You and Amrabat. <laughs> Holy shit! I watched the game yesterday. The bloke cannot move. He looks like he's towing a caravan at all times. But what's happened there? Any? <laughs> did you watch any? He was, of that? A world, he was a world beater in the World Cup, wasn't he? Um, and then, you, well, you know, you turn up at Old Trafford, things change. Um, after yeah, he was bang average, and has been all season. I, I, again, another thing I talked about on TikTok last night was Man United, and um, there isn't a single ten hog signing. I think who's who's done any good, has he? Um, Casemiro did well for a bit, but has totally just dropped off the map this year. Um, yeah, I'd give Hoyland a chance. I tell you what, we might, Hoyland must be annoyed. I know he hasn't scored in the Premier League yet, but he shows something and he fights and he works hard. And he's a young lad, he's got improvement. Martial isn't a young lad, isn't going to improve, isn't going to fight. Hoyland sitting on the bench seeing Martial start and mincing about all game that must get frustrating. Um, Martial was a disgrace yesterday in the same way Rashford was the week before. Martial's not very far off his uh, Manchester United testimonial, but he's nearly been there 10 years, you know. It's mad, it's mad isn't it? He's got to make like 42 goals or something in 10 seasons. It's like Shola Ramiobi. Um, so I had my eye catchers, and actually, as we've dotted around uh, the yeah. league and the scores for 25 minutes, we've touched on quite a lot of the eye catchers. But I threw out my top one, Barry, who were born with. Um, now, we've said, and this is a bit of a mystery as to why, that it takes managers various amounts of time to impress their style upon a team. Postacoglu came in and did it straight away from day one. You could see what they were doing. Ten Hag still doesn't look like he's able to do it. Pochettino's struggling to get it done. Um, but Iriola, in the last five games or something, this is this is the time it appears to have worked for him. Uh, Bournemouth being absolutely great. Top-class performance yesterday. They've got some good players. Um, he's getting tunes out of players like Lewis Cook, um, Solanke. I mean, I'd love to see if Newcastle were in for Solanke, possibly in January. I think Bournemouth's mentioned him. Um, but, yeah, absolutely outstanding um, for Bournemouth. Um, Arsenal were on my eye-catching. They played better than Newcastle when they lost 1-0. 
But they're still scratching around. The same as Liverpool, they were on my list. Another poor performance. Gifted a win by a red card. They can't keep getting away with it. Um, Fulham, five goals twice in a week, which is uh, incredible for Fulham, really. I don't know where that came from. Um, Newcastle take on Fulham next. And then I think Everton have to be worthy of a mention. Back-to-back underdog home wins for Everton. Uh, Lewis Dobbin today, I was delighted to see him get that goal. He was buzzing, his little face was great. Uh, how can he not be romantic about football? Um, and Dwight McNeil is absolutely playing out of his skin. Um, for some reason, I've softened on Everton a little bit. I think it's because I've quite quickly realised they're not going to get relegated. So that, that kind of angst that I was feeling that they did, yeah. almost instantly gone away. So at that point, I'm not really that bothered anymore. Um, but yeah, Everton have been absolutely great as well. They would be in the top half if not for that uh, 10 point deduction. So yeah, that was pretty much my eye catcher's bars. Have you got anything else to chip in? Yeah, I'd agree with Everton. I'm the same. You know, we've 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 uh, we ripped into Everton early in the season, and um, I, at the moment, I'm fairly happy. I was happy for them to beat Chelsea today. Um, don't don't mind Everton at all. And as a lot of people are trying to give me some stick, Everton fans, about the three 0 through the week. I could take it on the chin. It's fine. Like it was fine. They deserved yeah. it. It was a good performance. No problem with it at all. Um, Again, Jordan Pickford gave Newcastle fans absolutely loads at the end. Totally entitled to do so. I have no problem with that. Um, a lot of Everton fans are saying, oh, look at the Jordy's getting sick, of, getting uh, all wound up by Jordan Pickford. The vast majority of Newcastle fans would hold their hands up and say, Jordan Pickford takes it all game, every game from Newcastle, and he's entitled to give it back. No, Nobody really cares. He's fair play to him. Don't care. Um yeah, I mean, you've made the honourable mentions. There's one one other team for me who I think I've been quite impressed with, despite the fact the results are poor, and that's Luton. Um, again, they were all right to take against Man City. They've lost by one again. Um, lost by one against Arsenal to Arsenal. Man United, Liverpool, they picked up a draw. You look at the run of games, they've played Man City, Arsenal, Man United, Liverpool, Villa in the last seven games. So they've got a good, tough run of games out of the way there. They'll start picking up points, Luton. And we, at the start of the season, gave Luton a chance of staying up. Um, several weeks later, we were thinking that was wrong. I still think Luton can can make a fight of the relegation battle. Of the three promoted teams, I think Luton can make a fight of it. Uh, I think they'll start picking up results. So they're, they're looking all right. They could definitely do with a, 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 another strike, I like. But... Um, yeah, I've, I've, I've liked what I've seen from them. Um, they don't look like they're just going to roll over and give it up now. Um, so, yeah, that was the other one from me. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think all three teams could. I don't think I think Burnley uh, will click. And maybe Sheffield United could go on, on a little run. And get I the think Forrest, Forrest and the danger of coming, getting dragged into it and potentially Palace. Um, that's what I, I was going to say. It's which teams are going to come back to them because... Uh, yeah, that's it. When you look at with the two teams that you'd have pegged to do it. And they're the two teams who've just said, really, two of the best form teams in the league. So it would be... And then Fulham keep winning. So it would be... You're then looking at Palace. You're looking at Forest. Um, there's not really that many. It's very, that's very, awesome. very competitive. Like, there's not that many standouts. Um, interesting stuff, though. We, we'll do some more futures uh, stuff when we get a chance. But December's not really the time. Like, it's incredibly, uh, incredibly busy. The one... Another little bit of housekeeping we need to clean up here is the merch competition for our Spotify wrapped. Um, the two names who we're going to pit head-to-head this week um, who've come out with a hat are Lenny and Riley. Um, so Lenny B and Riley Shant. What I need off you two is three picks for next weekend's Premier League games. Uh, so three picks, one unit, each three units. Um, and whoever wins the most out of the two of you We'll get that SGPN merch store voucher uh, to get yourself something nice for Christmas. Um, okay, Champions League match day six. We're going to get stuck into some picks. I feel like we've done all right on the Champions League, guys, in the last couple of shows. I'm a whole lot more confident than I was at the start. Because, like I said, I hadn't watched it. Like um, I barely watched like because Newcastle was so bad. You just never got into it. I didn't have BT Sport, so I didn't get into it. Now I'm watching it for Newcastle. I've got my fire stick so I can watch stuff. Um, so, yeah, and I, I feel a lot more confident. I feel like we'll be doing okay. So, let's first talk about Hall of Fame bets. Um, we'll help you win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season. Sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines. 
research NFL, NBA and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets parlay optimizer. Um, you'll get hit rates broken down by leg, expected probabilities. You can sort players by hit rates, um, find out who's hot and which picks have value, etc. So stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use the code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. So, the uh, the Champions League, the big match day is six. There's a lot of groups with nothing to play for. There's a lot of dead rubbers kicking around. There's a lot of groups with stuff to play for. There's also games where you've got a team with a bit of incentive taken on teams without any incentive. So, there's loads of different angles that you can try and get into the into the Champions League with here. Uh, my first angle, Barry, and this isn't big or clever, and it's not flippant either. I'm not taking the piss, although it might sound like it. Um, on the Tuesday night games, I've got to go to Manchester United against Bayern Munich. Um, Man United are 13-8, uh, plus 162. The draw is 3-1, and Munich are 11-8, plus 137. And anyone betting on Man United here should have their bank accounts frozen for their own good, Barry. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Now, I'm not, I don't even care what the outcome is. I don't care what the lineups are. You have to back Bayern Munich. People have only got a squad of 25 for the Champions League. So it's not like they can play the under fours. They got humped actually yesterday, didn't they? They get beat 5 1 off someone, Munich. 5 1 off Frankfurt, yeah. 5 1 off Frankfurt. Um, but Bayern already threw. Um, Manchester United will go out um, if Copenhagen and Galatasaray don't draw, and then they have to win. So if they be, if they win and the other game finishes in a draw, they can still go through. So Man, you've got something to play for. It doesn't mean they're capable of doing it though. They just lost straight nil at home to Bournemouth. Um, so yeah, absolutely, it would be it would be irresponsible of us at gamblers not to bet Bayern Munich here. Uh, it's what thirteen and that. Well, actually. I had them down at 13 to 9, 145 earlier. They have shortened up a little bit. So someone's onto them. Uh, the price is now, what did I say? 11 to 8, plus 137 Bayern Munich, Barry. Yeah, I'll stick with that game because I've got a pick there as well, different to you, but along the same lines, really. I mean, Bayern Munich, if this game was the first game of the group, Bayern Munich would be odds on favourite comfortably. Um, obviously, the top of the group don't need anything from this. Um, so the bookies have got them closer, but I just think the bookies have gone a bit too far on the prices. Um, I mean, they've almost got them as a match. They're not far off the same price. Um, they'd already won the group last time out when they played Copenhagen. They only drew nil-nil, but they did have a strong enough lineup out. Kane started. Um, there was various other first team as in the lineup. As you say, they've only got a certain squad they can play with anyway, so they, they might make a few changes again. Um, but they'll have a strong enough side here to be able to compete. Um, and, and Man United, as a team, are on the slide. But in terms of a name of a club, they're still a massive name in football. And Bayern won't ever go into a game against Man United and just roll over um, and throw it. Kane will be relishing coming up against this Man United defence. Like, um, if he starts, he'll be absolutely licking his lips coming up against these lot. They've conceded 14 already in five games, Man United. Four of those came against Bayern. Um, and for me, I, I say the outcome of the game, who 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 knows? Man United might make a game of it. They've you know made a fight of most of the games in the in the group, to be fair, despite conceding a load, they have scored plenty as well. But Bayern haven't lost a game in the group stage for six years, Mal. 2017, last time they lost a group stage game in the Champions Good League. Good stat, that Vaz. Good stat. So how many, how many times in that period have they probably gone into game six, having topped the group? Um, I don't know, but probably lots. Um, yes. Still don't don't lose. Um, so that's a good record for me. I'm on buying as well, but I'm taking buying team total. I'm taking buying to score two or more at a price of five to six minus one twenty. So yeah, Man U v buying for me. You can have buying. And I'll take Bayern to score two or more at five to six. Bayern team total. Okey doke. Um, my second pick here is um, eight o'clock on 
uh, Tuesday night, 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Can I jump in first then, Malcolm, in that case? Yeah, I've, go on, mate. I've got, the, I've got the other game in this group. All right, um, okay, yeah. It makes sense for me to crack on in uh, in Man United's group. Yeah. So I've got the Copenhagen v Galatasaray game. Um, so as you say, Bayern have won the group. That leaves the other three battling it out for second place. And it's a big ask for Man United, as you say. There's a lot of things have got to fall in place for them to have a chance. So these two, um, both tied on five points in second and third place and just a point ahead of Man United. Copenhagen have the edge on, on the tiebreaker, so they sit in second at the moment, with Galatasaray in third. So Copenhagen um, currently would, obviously, they'd stay above Galatasaray with a draw, but they can't draw this game. I'd assume that's enough, because if Man United win, as you say, Man United could pip them. So both teams here know that only a win guarantees them qualification. Um, the reverse fixture was a draw, 2-2 in Galatasaray. But the one thing we've seen in this group is loads of goals. This group's had 40 goals in total, comfortably the highest scoring group in the competition. Um, and with Galatasaray in particular having to go for it, Galatasaray can't qualify with a draw. They have to win. Uh, draw won't help them at all. I think we'll see more goals here. Galatasaray have got loads of attack and, atten- attack and talent. Um, but Kate Copenhagen capable of keeping up with them as well. I'm going to take this one to be an open game. Plenty of goals again. Over 3.5 goals is 6-4. to four. Um, four of Galatasaray's five games in the group have already gone over three and a half goals. Um, the reverse fixture between the two sides went over three and a half goals. And I think it's a good price, good plus money price here. So pick for me, Copenhagen v Galatasaray is over three and a half goals at six to four. I looked at this game, Baz, and I had no idea what to do with it. I tried all kinds of different ways of finding angling. And yeah, it looks like goals, but um, yeah, I was I was happy to look elsewhere. So I'm pleased you picked the game up because it's a good betting game. It's a really good betting game. I looked for fixtures mostly where there was... I wanted games with something riding on it. Um, yeah, yeah. As you say, there are a lot of dead rubbers and it's, it's really hard to, to try and pick winning bets in those games. So yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I like the look of this one because there, it is a massive game for both teams. So um, it's it's a one that I'd be keen to watch, to be honest. So, yeah, my, my second pick here is from it. It's a top of the group class where um, the winner will, will top the group here. It's Inter Milan against Real Sociedad. Uh, Inter Milan, three to five, minus 166. The draw is Berlin and Bertie, 100 to 30 plus 333. And Sociedad are out at four to one. Um, both teams tied on 11 points here. Um, they are tied on head-to-head um, after a draw in Spain. The game in Spain finished 1-1. Uh, and Sociedad are actually top on goal difference. So Inter Milan need to win uh, to top the group. And I just think the prices are far too far apart. Uh, three to five shot taken on a four to one shot. I don't think it's like that at all. Um I think they can just. I think they can get a point. They need a point to go through Sociedad. There's nothing um, in the form lines at all to say they're remotely overmatched. The game finished one-one. Like I say, um, the return fixture finished one-one in Spain, and I think the exact same thing can happen again, Buzz. So I'm going to take the draw here at 130 plus 333, uh, and I missed it at the weekend, Barry, but I'm not going to miss it again. Uh, this is 100. percent the one-one draw of the week. It's Both teams will score a goal. The one-one draw, Barry, is seven to one. Get amongst a little bit of that. What have you got next? Yeah, I've got the same game, Malcolm. So we'll jump straight Ooh. into that. You'll be pleased to know that my pick can also win with your pick. Um, both on 11 points, as you say, both qualified already, so playing to win the group. Um, some people might say winning the group doesn't matter, but the best teams will win their groups. Man City's Bayern Munich, teams like that will, will win the group, and you want to avoid them. But also winning a group means you uh, you get the second leg at home, which is a, a good advantage for teams as well. So I think both of them will want it. Um, two teams in good form. Inter are unbeaten in 13 games in all competitions, and Sociedad unbeaten in seven. Inter uh, drew their last game in this group, 3-3 against Benfica. Six goals in that one. Um, So the other four goals produced just seven goals in total. 
and three of their five games have gone under two and a half goals. Sociedad have been low scoring in the competition as well, just nine goals in the five games, and four of their five group games have gone under two and a half goals, including the reverse fixture. 1-1 was the score in the reverse fixture, so that leans into your play as well. Um, Sociedad are currently top. They've, they've got it on, on tiebreakers. They've conceded just two goals in the group so far. That's a really good record for them. Um, and tells me they can keep it tight, hold what they've got. As I say, a draw for them will see them top the group. Um, I think they'll keep it tight. I think they'll keep the score low. And I like unders here. It's plus money. Uh, under two and a half goals at 21 to 20. And as I say, there's plenty of form for it in this group. Um, both teams are um, fairly low scoring, with the exception of that 3-3 inter-V Benfica. So, yeah, pick for me in this one, Malcolm. Inter-V Sociedad, under two and a half goals, 21 to 20. You know what adds up to under two and a half goals, Baz, don't you? One and one. One and one, Barry. You're exactly right. That's why you get paid the big money, Baz. Um, moving across to Wednesday nights, um, I think you have to start in Group F, um, which is completely and utterly up for grabs. Um it's Newcastle's group. Dortmund have qualified, but they need a point um, at home to PSG to be able to win the group. The prices are really weird in that one. Uh, Dortmund are out with three to one. PSG eleven to thirteen minus one one seven. Um, I looked at that and just scratched me head. I wasn't good enough to work that one out. Newcastle and AC Milan um, will be waiting to pounce with a win um, if Paris fail to win in Dortmund. Uh, the Newcastle game here is where I'm going to. Um, Feature. I think we have to. It's a big game. I know we, we do have. Uh, we, we've, we've got Newcastle fans listen, but we also have English football fans listen. So we're dotting around the rest of the games. Uh, but this is a this is a, a uh, importance uh, to a lot of people. So Newcastle are three to four minus one thirty three. The draw is three to one, um, and Milan are Berlin Birdie one hundred thirty plus three thirty three. And I think the key to this Barry's Newcastle's home form. Uh, we finished talking in the uh, in the the preview uh, the review of the weekend's action about Newcastle's away form, and it really is quite poor. But at home, uh, despite the problems, it's been absolutely outstanding. We got home wins very recently against PSG, against Arsenal, against Chelsea, against Manchester United. Um, and then the second bit of key form here is that Milan have failed to score in both of their away Champions League games. Um, they've actually been scoring away from home in Serie A, but not winning. They've been scoring and getting beat. Um, so, fired by a huge sense of injustice amongst the players and the fans after the Paris game, um, Newcastle are going to be bang up for this. I think they can go to the well one more time. Um, and I'm going to take Newcastle to win the game, Barry, at 3-4, to four, minus 133. Yeah, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I've left this group alone. Um, I just don't know. Last couple of games have sort of knocked knocked my confidence a bit. But I, I agree with you. The home form is good. And the Champions League nights, um, obviously we lost to Dortmund, but the atmosphere and everything, everyone's up for it. There'll be a, a great atmosphere again. Um, and the, the team do seem to thrive off that, like they, they have done all season. So um, I hope you're right. I haven't made a pick in this game. Um, AC Milan on a couple of players back to see. I think Longstaff will come in for Miley, and you yeah. can't underestimate the difference that'll make. Wilson might start, um, and give Isaac a little rest. Isaac can have 25 minutes off the bench. And there's talk that Harvey Barnes and maybe Sven Botman might be kicking around as well. So, um, just a few little, uh, few little hopeful signs, uh, that Newcastle might have more than just 11 players to pick from. Yeah, AC Milan aren't in great form this season either, like so. You know, it's an opportunity, certainly. Um, final pick for me, Malcolm, is um, the Porto v Shakhtar Donetsk game. Have you got the prices there in front of you? Because um, that's your I job. Have, yes, give me uh, half a second. Um, the prices are Porto. Where the hell is it? There it is. Um, oh, whoa, just over uh, two to one on. So around about minus two, one, seven, one to two. Um, plus 375 is the draw, and Shakhtar Donetsk are out at 6-1, to one, Barry. Yeah, so this one's a classic win and you're in, tie. Barcelona, top of the group, 
up against the whipping boys Antwerp. So Barcelona should top the group with ease. But then we've got these two on nine points, fighting it out in second place. Um, uh, fighting it out for second place, I should say. Porto in this one have the edge. They won the first leg 3-1. So a draw would do for Porto. Shakhtar would have to win this game. Shakhtar's highlight of the group was it was a 1-0 win over Barcelona. The other two uh, wins coming against Antwerp, who, as I say, haven't picked up a single point and have been the whipping boys of the group. Porto are going well in the league, second behind Sporting. They've won the last four games in a, in a row in the league. They've lost just twice in this group, both to Barcelona and both by a single goal. So they've made a, made a fight of it in each of those games. And I think the key here is the reverse fixture. So Shakhtar Donetsk at home, albeit they, they're not playing in Ukraine. Um, they went and got beat 3-1. Porto, Porto won that reverse 1-3-1. Now, Porto went into that away game where they won 3-1. They went into that as odds-on favourites at 4-7. And now they're at home to clinch qualification. And they aren't much of a shorter price, 9-20. Um, I just expect there to be a bigger difference, given that they were so short away from home. Um, went and done it and, and, and done it by a couple of goals. And now they're, they're not far off a similar price. So I'm not putting them up as a as a pick at, at that price, but I think they can win by a similar margin. So I'm going to take Porto on the handicap at five to four. So Porto minus 1.5 to go and clinch second spot in this group. Porto v Shakhtar Donetsk. Porto to win by two or more at five to four. You joke. Um, I've one and a half picks left here, Baz. Um, my final main play comes uh, Wednesday, 8 o'clock, Atletico Madrid against Lazio. Um, Atletico 3-5, to five, minus 166. The draw is 16-5, to five, plus 320. And Lazio 17-4, plus 425. Um, Atlanta are top on 11 points. Lazio are second on 10. Um, so, Atletico, did I say Atlanta there? You did, uh, I went full-on ML. Full on MLB mode there for a minute, Baz. I've got the abbreviation ATL written down. Yeah, that's a proper baseball um, autopilot. Atletico um, need a draw. Lazio need to win. Um, so the first thing I'd say, yeah, is that Lazio are worth a punt. It's not my play, but if I was going to pick a side, I'd pick Lazio here at uh, plus 425, 70 to 4. Um, there's not that much between these two sides at all. Lazio are capable of winning this. But I like goals, Baz. Um, Atletico have scored three in six in the two home games. Uh, Lazio have scored three and conceded four. And uh, both teams have scored in both of their away games. Which just a really simple pick. Over two and a half goals is nine to ten. Minus one, one, one. There's goals all over the shop. Both sides, home, away, whatever. Um, no reason why that would change. So, yeah, um, if you're feeling frisky, um, have a pizza bet on Lazio. But other than that, over two and a half is nine to ten at minus one, one, one. And I said I've got a little half a bet here, Barry. Um, and it's in the Red Star versus Manchester City game. Um, and I just want to throw out Red Star as again as another pizza bet. Let's double up Red Star and Lazio. Um, Red Star are eight to one here. Um, just because City have already qualified, um, they're not in very good form. They struggled again today. They got the win, but it wasn't great. And they might just completely phone it in. Um, and Red Star, you know you go somewhere like that. You're never gonna, they're never going to take a night off. It's going to be wild regardless. Um, they get a chance to take a scalp like that. And regardless of their position in the group, they'll go for it. So it was just a little combo of Man City not playing very well, but also not really needing it. They might easily down to use this week. Eight to one for Red Star, Baz, I thought was worth a little fiver. I don't mind that. I looked at that game, actually. I looked at it possibly from a um, under 2.5 angle. I didn't end up putting it up in the end. Okay. I couldn't, couldn't get there. Um, but I think Man City won't care whether they win that game or not. Um, as I say, they're, they're, they're struggling with things in the Premier League, and I think you'll use it as an opportunity to give players a bit of a rest ahead of a busy schedule. Um, Harry, um, Haaland definitely won't play, um, and I'd be surprised if there's quite a few others who... I think quite a few others will miss out and a few of the young'uns will play this game. So, yeah, I don't mind having a little punt on that. Nice one. Uh, and I think, Baz, I am done with my picks. Do you have anything else uh, to tell the people? No more picks. But um, just a quick one, really, um, about the socials. So, um, yeah, good stuff in terms of reviews lately. We're pushing towards our uh, 100 reviews on Spotify. Um, we're up to... 
something like 86 or something now. So we need people, if you're listening on Spotify, and we know there are hundreds of you, um, you could do us a favour and just tap that five-star button, push us towards 100 reviews, that would be great. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, it's been a while since we had a nice review from anyone. Um, we had a bit of an influx from our Australian listeners for a while, but um, Apple, yeah, drop us a quick review, that would be really, really nice, we'd appreciate that. Um, and we've got a lot of new followers on YouTube. I've been doing a bit of business on uh, TikTok, Malcolm. Um, working, working all hours. I was I was live on there at midnight last night, just chatting football and uh, you know putting the word out. Uh, the TikTok lives on a Saturday morning continue to be really popular. Um, we're still getting some good horse winning picks on there. Um, there's people in there coming up with darts and all sorts. Like it's turning into a little bit of a free for all, um, but some good interaction. Um, TikTok's sending a lot of people our way, so it's working. We've got around 50 or 60 new subscribers on the YouTube this week. So if you are joining us this week, hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, if you're not already subscribed on YouTube, keep doing so. Uh, I had a little bit of um, a funny moment on TikTok yesterday. So I was live, 11.30 to 12.30. And then about quarter past, I got a message come up on the screen saying, um, your live has been blocked. No new um, participants will be allowed for the next 10 minutes. And a warning will appear on your page. So a warning come up on the page saying um, substances consumed in this video could be harmful to your health. Well, what um, were you consuming? I wasn't consuming anything. What I had... Everything you consume is harmful to your health, buddy. What I had was a pen in my hand. And uh, ah. someone on the live stream said... Uh, they think you've got a vape. They said they've got an automatic algorithm and you putting your pen to your mouth will have TikTok thinking that you're vaping. Um, so that's what it was all about. I just had a pen. That was it. Um, and I'm quite, that's uh, pretty good. Yeah, so yeah, TikTok's it's algorithm. Big brother, that. It's, a bit, it's a bit black mirror, that, isn't it? Right, yeah. So yeah, it's got a big, big warning on the screen about me. Um, but yeah. Lesson learned. Don't don't put a pen near your mouth during your TikTok lives, Malcolm. There you go. That's a, a lesson, a life lesson for everybody. Um, right. I don't know uh, when we're going to record this week's Premier League show because I'm working Thursday, and so we might do it Thursday during the day. But there is Friday night Premier League action, and um, the Friday night games back Nottingham Forest take on Tottenham, and then there's five games on Friday and four. Uh, sorry, five on Saturday. Four on Sunday before we go to another full week on Thursday, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's absolute mayhem. Uh, so keep your eyes peeled for this. Uh, the stream will be scheduled, uh, and we'll stick it in the Discord and all the uh, all the other social channels. Um, can we go, Baz? We can go now, Malcolm. Yes. Thank you very much, everybody. Really appreciate it. Good luck with your Champions League picks. Good luck to Newcastle United. Let's get through to the next round uh, against them, fuckers. Um, we will see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>